Hello! お疲れ様です。和子です。今日はアメリカの高校で学んだことパート2を話していきたいと思います。えー、引き続き、えー、とリスナーの手が震えてるマンさんのリクエストにお答えしてアメリカの高校で学んだことを喋っていきたいと思います。Actually, I'm I just recorded、um, the first part of this episode.、Um, so, if you are wondering what I'm talking about,、uh, please look at the episode right below that,、um, and it will take you to the first part of this one.、Um, I talked for like 40 minutes straight, and I'm actually quite hungry. So, my goal right now is to finish this episode before I get actually hangry. So, let's get started. So, number one, or actually number six, since this is the second half of it, is that you can have confidence without being that quote unquote popular person. Um, And this is like so the definition of popular, I think it changes a little bit. But when I came to the US, so that was in sixth grade,、um, my first impression of these like popular people or the requirements to be these popular people were that they're just blonde. Um, they have Abercrombie outfits, they have this trendy outfits. They are very, they come across as a very confident people. They are loud, they are funny, but most of all, you gotta be blonde. And that was my own definition that I made up in、uh, middle school. 私はそのポピュラーっていうのを日本語ではイケイケって言ってたんですけど、まああのあんまり好きな言葉じゃないんですけど日本で言うとまあリア充してるみたいなそういう系と思っていただけたらわかりやすいと思います。Then I went to high school and obviously like those quote unquote popular people that I like voluntarily categorized other people into um yes like majority of them are Caucasian or white um And I so wanted to be accepted by those people.、Um, and this is me speaking from the place of insecurity. So it's on me. Like, that I didn't really was able to justify me wanting to be accepted or being liked by popular people. But for the first like, half of my high school, I was pretty insecure about the fact that. You know,、um, I would care a little too much about my, like, where I stand in this, like, social hierarchy, which is, like, stupid concept. But I'm sure that every single one of us have that in, my, in your head. And there is at one point you kind of, like, trying to get a sense of where you're at in that quote unquote hierarchy, even though there's no, like, hierarchy per se. But Um, so that was my first two years of my high school. And then I realized that third year, for some reasons, I mean, I guess like when I d- was able to kind of have this like solid friends group,、um, and it's a good number of friends group, and 
and then I have some enough time to hang out with like different kinds of people. I realized that popular, like the quote unquote popular, doesn't really mean that they're actually popular. Some of them, actually, a lot of them are kind of boring. And a lot of them are actually not being liked by most people, actually. They're just loud.、Um, and they are just acts confident.、Um, and I realized that you can have confidence without being that quote unquote popular person、um, as long as. You know what you want in your head, and then you know your. Like you, as soon as you. The moment you realize that you don't need other people's whatever that like acceptance means, as the moment you realize that you don't need that to be happy, that's like a step closer to confidence. And I feel like that's the half of the game. And I realized that in like third, fourth year or so. Um, and I think this came into fruition in college when I realized that, you know, the same group of like people that I can imagine, like, oh, yeah, like these people must have been under this like quote unquote popular category in high school. I see those people in college too, but then I see those like、uh, people who are not in that group but come across as a very confident. Very expressive person. And I realized that, like, when you're young or when you're just like in high school, I guess,、um, I personally was that, like, you need to get to that popular level. Like, everyone wanted to get to that popular level. And, you know, the second half of the high school and college, I realized that you just needed to find your tribe. Um, and once you feel like you belong there, then I started to have this surge of confidence. Mind you, like there was time when I kind of like go out my way to talk to these people because I wanted to be friends with them, which is like good on me, good for me. But like I find myself like constantly being like picking, picking on myself and being not confident at all. like Pretty anxious around them. And I was like, oh, it's just a matter of time and whatnot. But then, like, okay, it's good that like I was trying to be friendly with、um, everyone. But at the same time, like, I you don't need to sweat like trying to be that popular, whatever that means. And that like de- definition of popular doesn't even exist, it's not even a real thing. Um, I think it does take time to realize that and、um, to realize that, like, those popular people who come across as like pretty confident people are actually a lot of times not popular or confident or fun or interesting.、Um, so, that's, I think, that's probably one of the biggest, like, turning points that I had in high school of that, like, you know. Oh, you don't need to be, you don't need to establish yourself as this certain person to have this confidence. Confidence is not really a reward for something, you know, it just like comes、um, when you work towards something completely different. So that's number six. Number seven is 
There's always multiple sides to a story. And learning about those multiple sides, this is what it means to learn. Um, this is one of the most valuable things that I took away with from high school that I cannot, um, I cannot put value to. It's pr a very invaluable thing that I learned and I would not trade it for anything else. Um, I learned the value of education there and this is all to my high school teachers that made an impact here. Um, it's honestly it made me want to be a teacher and I kind of like vaguely want to be a teacher when like maybe like after or before I retire or something but I kind of want to experience or explore different kinds in other parts of the world and then become a teacher later on but that's besides the point the seventh point that I wanted to talk about was there's always multiple sides to a story and it kind of goes with this um, the earlier lesson that I learned that like mean or evil people are not evil they're just like some of them are a lot of them are immature or insecure and that ties with like learning about multiple sides to a story um, this is a sensitive another sensitive story that I'm like this is one of the reasons why I wanted to start a podcast but at the same time it's so controversial that I am I want to be very careful about this so in junior year high school I took a I took a uh, US history class and obviously because you use history um, I learned about World War II and in one of the class activities um, we did this thing called Truman Trial and Truman Trial what we do was to go against each other like debate or do this mock trial to decide whether the Truman like the President Truman's decision to drop atomic bomb to Hiroshima and Nagasaki was justifiable and and again like we had to divide ourselves into two sides one defendant and then the other and I decided to be on the defendant side meaning that I had to make an argument saying that the US decision to drop atomic bombs to Hiroshima and Nagasaki my mother country to kill tens and thousands of people was justifiable that's what i had to say and in those activities we came up with like five or six witnesses to support our arguments and i decided to choose um eto, this person called eto, ugaki matome matome ugaki so えっと、his testimony or there's a quote or his testimony that we decided to use was that like he's a living example that really explains how radical Japan was at that time and then how much the US felt the need to really end this war because the US felt that Japan would not stop fighting until the country literally vanishes 
Um, and so that was the argument that I decided to put into our defendant's argument. But mind you, like, as a Japanese who had this education in elementary school and learned for the first time about the World War II in elementary school, and then all we learned about was how miserable and how inhumane atomic bomb was. その私が小学校4年生だったかなの時にえっとあのまあそれこそあの第二次世界大戦のことを学んだ時に広島の被爆者の一人であるえっと小玉さんっていう方があのいらしたんですねでその時小玉さんは34歳でえっとまあもちろん被爆なされてであの私たちの小学校に来てくださってその被爆の経験のことについて話してくださったんですけどその、ね、周りの何千人もなんか苦しんで,で、まあ、他の何千人は一瞬で溶けて亡くなって児玉さん本人もそのガラスの破片がいっぱい体に刺さってすごく痛い辛い思いをしてで家族を失ってっていうそのすごく悲惨なひどい残酷な。話をもうずっと聞くわけじゃないですかで多分その日本の小学校とか中学校高校で教育を受けた人はもう必ずそういう話を聞いたことがあると思うんですよねだからえつその広島の原爆が落としてよかったのか悪かったのかっていうその議論になること自体許されないわけなんですよね it's it almost like Taboo. It's almost like unbelievable that we have this, like, we leave the room to even debate if this atomic bomb dropping the bombs to Hiroshima and Nagasaki was even justifiable. Because in our head, it's completely unjustifiable. It's something that we need to prevent for the rest of the human life. And that's like a lot of, at least, like, most of Japanese people believe is one of the You know, we feel the sense of agency to prevent that from happening ever again because we are the only country who got atomic bomb dropped, right? And so, no, so you, as a person who had that education in the past, and to get into this classroom where we talk about whether President Truman's decision to kill tens of thousands of people. Was even justifiable or not was like out of my mind. I was like, what are we even talking about? And it was kind of hard for me. I was like, なんでこんなこと喋んなきゃいけないのって正直思いましたよね。で、そのなんか、as Japanese was kind of hard. Not kind of hard. It was definitely a very shocking time for me that like I didn't even know that this thing was like debatable. I'm kind of repeating myself, but again, like I didn't think this was like a something that we can even debate about. But then I decided to put myself onto this defendant's side. And again, to clarify, I do not believe that it was entirely justifiable. And I, as a Japanese, I never want to justify this. But I kind of started seeing myself, like I find myself. Understanding more of the US side and the fact that, like, solely like repeating ourselves and telling ourselves that, like, how 
you know, like atomic bomb is a cruel, cruel and inhumane acts. Like just saying that part when we talk about World War Two never helps us understand the whole picture. You know, I realized that how lacking um, the Japanese education can be because of this debate. Because when we talk about war in Japan, we talk about like how cruel it is and how peace, how important peace is without really understanding like why the war happened to begin with. Why the opposite of the war is the war, peace. Like, we never really talk about why and how, but we just only focus on, like, this cruel moments. And I don't think that does the justice. Like, I don't think that way of educating people does the justice in protecting that, whatever the peace means. Um, we really got to understand the both sides of things. And it's not like two sides, two sides, right? Like, it's like three or four sides and... There's so many, like, world was involved in this war, and it's so selfish for anyone to just, like, look at one side and just, like, say, like, this is the truth. Um, and, yeah, like, as much as I, it makes me pretty nervous to talk about this and put it out to the world, and I want to clarify again that, um, like, I don't believe in... I don't think that like the US should be justified for this entirely and I don't think that like the winning country should be the ones who are just like you know なんか勝った国が敗国をなんか裁く権利があるなんてもう本当なんかあの信じられない仕組みなんですけどでもまあそれが東京裁判っていう形で残ってしまったのは本当になんか私的には at the same time, like I think we this class activities was very shocking to me and it really made me truly believe that like wow, like I can't believe how much of my world was opened up to me just by like just doing some by like doing some research on something that I feel extremely uncomfortable about. Um, and so yeah, I hope this example was sort of compelling that like looking at multiple sides to a story is very, very important in understanding more about the world and to understand like how much you don't know about world the world, right? Um I hope like a Nihonji no katanara that's Number seven. Oh my god, another heavy topic, right? Uh, um, number eight. Let's go with number eight. Number eight is that having a great teacher slash mentor really changes your life for the better. And that kind of ties with my previous point of like, you know, my US history teacher or my US history class. My teacher for US history was great. I, I still keep in touch with him. I think in college too after graduated like him and I like grabbed food together we met up a couple times and so I take my lessons that I learned or the time that I had in U.S. history class and then the interactions that I had with him like I cherish that for probably the rest of my life and 
having him and also like another uh, teacher that I had a, a pretty like strong relationship with um, is my English teacher, my AP English teacher. She's, she's amazing. Um, and what made it even more amazing is that like she knew um, so she knew my English level back in freshman year high school when I was like nowhere near comfortable with speaking in. And I mean, not to say that I'm like perfect right now, but um, you can probably tell from my grammar mistakes in this episode. But I'm saying that like she knew the very beginning when I felt so uncomfortable just like speaking in front of people and then like writing in general too. Two, three years later, taking her AP English, like college level AP English class and having the time of my life and really understanding or really like starting to really enjoy reading for the first time in English, um, it meant. A lot to me and oh my god it was so cute when um, the last class of the AP English class um, we kind of like we kind of decided to write a poem for each other and you know I was writing a poem for one of my friends and then uh, my English teacher she was also um, writing a poem for one of her students and, and it turns out that she was writing a poem for me and at the end of the class we kind of like read each other um, your own poem and then until the very last line of the poem you don't really know who that poem is for it's just like a secret and my English teacher's turn came in and the first three lines in I realized that it was for me and I was just like sobbing my eyes out like bawling my eyes out or just like on the floor of like how um grateful I was with the experience that I had with her and then how much like I was able to grow not just like an English speaker but also like and another teacher that I have in mind is my AP English teacher um she's she's the best um so she was my english teacher when i was in freshman year high school when i was nowhere near comfortable with speaking in english or writing let alone reading and three years later i decided to take ap english her ap english class because there's one book that um, she told me that AP English students are going to read and for some reasons I really wanted to read that book and that book was Metamorphosis to this day I don't really know why I really wanted to read that book but that's besides the point so she knows the very beginning of my high school life to the very end and um, I think she's the person who really truly made me think that like reading is fun not to say that like okay i sound like a hypocrite because i take so long reading it and i currently i'm not reading on a daily basis but 
that was like one of the first time when I realized that like oh my gosh like I can have fun in English too um and at the end of this AP English class so the very last class of the year we decided to write a poem for each other um but the trick is or the catch is that we don't really know who's writing your poem who's writing a poem for you we just like um pick a random names uh from our hat like a raffle なんかこじびきみたいにそのあの一人一人の名前が書いてある紙を引いてでその紙に書いてある名前の人のえっとポエムを書いてでクラスのそのアディエンドオブザクラスウィウライトオブリードザポエムを書いてでクラスのそのア
なんかそればっかり考えてたいっていうほどでもなかったんですよね。So I like math, but not that much. And I decided to take this AP calculus class. Calculus っていうのは微分積分の話なんですけど。And he, the way he taught us was so like organized, so supportive, and it really made me love calculus. And when I say like I love calculus, that sounds like a nerdy thing, but it like he really made me think that like I really, really like it. And I, I do. It, I really enjoyed it.、Um, he showed me or he described the concept of this like derivative. Derivative, do you know, a bibun? Eh? Senna? Then integrative, do you know, sekibun なんですけど He showed me the concept of it using this like 3D software, 3D drawing software. And it was so beautiful. And I think this concept of calculus led me to this like my. Love for architecture and how like, we come up with designs. And so I owe him a lot to that. So, you know, like coming into this classroom, like I didn't really think much of it, but then I came out of that loving the class and maybe like loving the field in general. Like I love calculus and I can wholeheartedly say that. And, <laughs> and like chemistry. I still don't like it. I, that is one of the least favorite c l a s s ever. But I came out of the class like that year、um, liking chemistry a lot more, appreciating, at least appreciating a lot more than I thought I would. And that's all I gotta, I, that's all the credits to my teachers. I think the teachers really. Changes what you love and what you dislike. Change,、uh, teachers can make or ruin your high school life and also academic interest. And again, they're so underrated. They're such a, they're one of the most like early and the most important people that、uh, will have impact, impact you, I think. And so. That's number eight. Having a great teacher slash mentor really changes your life for the better. And again, like I say mentor because I talk with my、um, high school, head of high school, head of school, like a coach or sensei.、Um, every now and then, and then during the COVID, like when the COVID hit, I randomly just texted him and called him saying, like, hey, like I feel stuck. Like I don't know what. I want to do, I don't know how to make decisions. So I kind of randomly called him and like asked him for advice. And being able to talk like that,、um, I feel like he's my mentor. And having this like supportive support system makes a huge difference. So,、um, regardless of like you're out of school and in a, in,、uh, at school right now, I'm currently out of school. But I think having this like mentor, or you know, it can be a, like a, not you know,、um, like de facto, like big sister, big brother, but having that kind of person really changes your life for the better. So that's wholesome. <laughs> um Number nine, is that the last one? Oh, thank goodness, I'm getting hungry. um Number nine, the last thing that I learned. Is a personality as a group is not the same as personality as an individual. 
let me explain so like i said in the earlier part of this episode i was talking about this like popular right like the definition of popular is kind of vague it's kind of superficial um but i used to think those like quote-unquote popular people are just mean and judgmental yeah judgmental that's what i used to think and you know as a group like when those people come together and then like eight nine ten like almost like 15 people like come together and then you know just like chilling it can be kind of intimidating so i used to think that like that group in general is just judgmental and mean and like act cool and whatever but then the time passes and i realized that that's not really the case especially when you talk to them one-on-one like as a person when you're just talking with like with just that one person they're actually really warm but chill and they're just like friendly um that i didn't really realize until like i don't know honestly second half of the high school um when i started like when it when i stopped caring too much about the click of the group um one of the example is that like i'm gonna use fake names just for sake of them not that they're listening but let's just use michael Michael is one of the main guy in that so-and-so popular group um, and I used to think that he's a dick uh, <laughs> but I realized that when like there's one time when I uh, sat with him in the classroom and the conversation that I had with him is just normal it's just funny and Michael, I realized that he's actually a really wholesome or kind or yeah, it's just like warm person or he can be a dick for sure sometimes but he's actually inwards like he can be a very kind person and I remember the first time uh, when I heard him talk was during this like high school orientation we had a high school orientation because we had a we're pretty small small school uh, we only had like 60 people per grade and at the end of the the orientation i remember us making a circle and then going in circle like what our goal for the year is just like teacher just like asking us to say out loud and i actually don't remember my own goal but i remember what he said as his goal and it was to remember everyone's names and then introducing myself to everyone and everyone laughed because again like our school is small it's just like 60 people per grade so like everyone's like of course like what are you talking about like not remembering everyone's name like duh but then i thought it was very wholesome that like he said that you know it's like he was like yeah like i my goal is to i want to remember everyone's names by the end of the school year it might be a small goals but it might be a small goal but i want to introduce myself to everyone and I thought that was such a unexpected thing for him to say. So that was him. And then he likes spending time with family. I realized that. And when I just like talk with him, like one-on-one, he's just like a normal, friendly guy. Another example is... David. Let's just use this name, David. Um... He is also one of these like popular 
like a guy in this popular group, I think. And for him, David, he is actually very popular. Like he's kind to everyone usually. He's funny. But it's just that the group that he was in was intimidating for me. Um, and but then at, at the same time, I kind of thought that like he was a little bit judgmental and you know, like doesn't really want to talk with anyone that he thinks is not cool, which is like such a weird thing for me to internalize. But I guess sorry, like that's how my brain worked at that time. Um, and at the end of the year, um, there's this. なんか日本の方ちょっと えっと、that's something that we do, right? Like writing a message to each other on yearbook. And I decided to walk up to him one year and ask, like, hey, like, can you sign my yearbook? And mind you, like, a lot of people can just do, like, hey, have a good, have a good summer, and then write their names, you know, when they don't want to spend their time on writing a message. And I don't, I'm not offended by it, but then this guy, like, wrote down, like, the full-on, like, paragraph saying, like, hey, like, when you ran for class representative, mind you, like, side note, I ran for class representative, like, in freshman year when I barely spoke English, um, and then the year again, and I didn't get that position, um, and I don't think I, yeah, so that was the thing, right, and he was like, yeah, I remember, you running for class representative in freshman year and mind you this was like the end of junior year going into senior year and this is the first time I asked him for a signature on yearbook and he was like yeah I remember you running for freshman year class representative and I actually voted for you that year because I thought it was pretty brave of you and that warmed my heart I, I was pretty unexpected for him to say that and so that's one example and another example from the same like yearbook is that um, this is a girl named Hannah. Um, this is another girl in this like quote unquote popular group, and I didn't really get to talk and like, be friends with her until like this last year of high school, let's just say. And um, and then we we're graduating. We're going to, you know, we're both both off to college. She's in East Coast. I'm stuck in California. And she writes, like, hey, like, you always treat people with kindness. And I realized that. And I think that's a really, like, um, I kind of, it made me kind of wish I got to know you better sooner. Uh, sooner than my senior year. But I guess it was later, uh, better than never. And, you know, I realized that, like, Maybe it's because people like observe each other a lot more just because it's a smaller school. But I realized that like people recognize you a lot more than at least than I thought. 
And when you like meet and talk and get to know that person as an individual, um, the impression changes a lot. So I kind of like started not like um, like judging book by its cover in a way. Like just because like they're in this certain group doesn't mean that like I don't get along with them individually, right? That doesn't mean that like that has nothing to do with like people judging you, you not being able to be confident. So that was like another thing that was like wholesome thing that I realized, and that whole. That stayed kind of true in college too. Like I would have a couple of friends who are in the friends group that I don't see myself in, but then individually,、um, them and I get along well. You know, there I came across like a couple of people like that in college too, and I think it's so interesting.、Um, and I, that was like the first high school was the first time when I realized that. Um, kind of like thinking beyond this, like friends group or clique or like social hierarchy or whatever that stupid idea is.、Um, but yeah, I think it was great that I was able to realize that or see that in high school. And oh my god, 43分超えてるわ。えっと、43分超えてないかまだ。So again, I talked a lot this time around, but hopefully it was somewhat entertainable. Would love to hear what your learnings or lessons that you got from high school.、Um, these are the nine things I learned in high school, and hope you enjoyed it. えっと今回のエピソードいかがだったでしょうか。えっとまた長くなってしたしまったかもしれないんですけど、日本語おかしかったですね。もう一度言い直そう。えー、とまた長くなってしまったかもしれないんですけど、えー、と楽しんでいただけたら嬉しいですでは次のエピソードでお会いしましょうバイバイ<音楽>